Welcome to Hustle Behind Glory, a podcast that brings to you the inspiring stories of hard works, disciplines, and sacrifices behind African success stories in the booming entertainment, fashion, art, sport, technology, and many other industries. From the vibrant nightlife of Kampala, tech incubators of Nairobi, spotless streets of Kigali to the recording studios of Kinshasa, and the sandy beaches of Dar es Salaam. This podcast reveals the hustles hidden behind the envied and glorious lifestyle seen on TV. Here's your host, Ralph the Morega. Hello and welcome to Hustle Behind the Glory. Yet again, we're here, and I cannot tell you how excited I am. Guess what? This is my 10th episode. Now, a few months ago, especially in March, when I was all frustrated with the COVID time, being locked down, staying home, and doing nothing, I was like, maybe this is the time to work on that podcast that I've been trying to have on for days. And believe me or not, it was very, very frightening. Because first of all, there's this thing that we call stage fright. Especially for people who do public speaking, you'll understand that there's that anxiety that you feel when you go on stage. But I did not think that the anxiety I would feel for being on a microphone would be even worse than that. But look at me now. 10th episode and I'm getting overconfident in front of this microphone. So, today is my 10th episode. It's actually the last episode for the season and the idea behind this is to summarize everything, whatever I learned, how did it come out, what I loved, things that I feel I should do better and most especially the moment to be grateful, you know, to give that gratitude or to to thank the universe to thank god for leading me through this process and just observing the amount of growth that has happened in this few months so episode 10th of hustle behind the glory the last episode of season one here we are let me give you the summary and we get going to it but before that Let's have a bit of this soundtrack that I've been enjoying all along. Oh yes, oh yes. Time to let it go. Yes, so my dear listener, my hustler, my people behind, my fans and people who have helped me, giving me feedback, supporting me and giving me that bit of confidence when I felt like I was wasting my time on this podcast. Here we are. We will do it the way we always do it with our guest. And you know, our very first question has always been to know who our guest is. And being the guest today, I'm going to answer that. So, who is Ralph Samba? As you know, I like calling myself the Murega. And if you want to know why I do that, 
it's a sign of pride of my origin of my roots i come from a clan called the rega in the south kivu region of drc and like every country or every tribe you always have that tribe where all the jokes goes to and for us the rega the majority of jokes are meant to just make us feel funny you know you have the jokes about you know being the tribe full of witchcraft and story and you know i don't know if they are true but you know they're pretty funny and uh, every single meme in DRC always <laughs> directed to the reggae so when i was in high school i remember being a bit shy about it you know uh not wanting my classmate to know you know my roots and stuff and one day i was like but why is that happening so when i moved to university with my peers and all i was like this is time to own it because i know it doesn't change who i am it doesn't change the abilities that i have and whatever stories are there why not bringing that pride out so i said from now on you're going to be calling me the morega and this is what made it even more fun because it allowed me to do more research about my roots to try to understand my tribe and you'll understand that there's plenty of things that we do not consider when we avoid to learn about our history first of all for people who don't know about the regas the regas have the majority of very nice mask african mask that you will see the majority of masks that you see from DRC are from the Rega tribe that's for you but for the rest maybe in the next podcast so that's why i call myself the Murega and i have no intention of changing it so that's the summary about it secondly how do i identify myself we all have the habit of talking about our career and things we do when they ask you who who are you but i adopted a different approach to that recently because i did not want to be purely identified by what i do for a living i prefer to identify myself in the perspective of who i am and the very first thing is i am the husband of cristel lovato my dear wife and my friend secondly i'm the father of two beautiful daughter chloe and roxon those three ladies are my world i'm the first born of a family of five and i've just discovered that i have this huge passion for stories i will tell you of how i got to discover that and not just any story african story i believe that african cultures have very diverse and interesting stories that us as african don't even get the time to try to discover it and it's only when i tried to connect the dots that i realized that first of all when i was young there was no best moment like the time when you used to gather around you know fire and you have your grandmother or your aunt telling you african stories 
at night because we used to use that for entertainment when there's no electricity. And those moments were a moment that I used to cherish. I remember we had stories in DRC like uh, the Satonge uh, story. Uh, we had other stories in Swahili like the Kizimungala story. We we had plenty of of story that we used to identify and really enjoy. They were quite frightening, but that was the fun thing about it. Then going forward, there was one program that used to be uh, happening on on the radio uh, Africa number one, Africa numero un in French. Now they used to have a session of African story and it was hosted by a host called Patrick Gamandonge. They were like scary story. Oh, I cannot tell you how I used to wait for those stories. They used to happen on Sunday and my father used to have this small radio that he would just play and I would be there seated with him listening to them. They were all in French because of course in DRC our first language uh is French, like the national language. So it was so interesting. And that's when I discovered that stories were my thing. I remember spending lots of time in the library at school uh, reading comic books by uh, Asterix and Obelix and Tintin, like the different uh, series of Tintin, like Tintin of Congo and all those. And connecting all those, I saw that I have this loft for story. Now, going forward, what influenced me to start this podcast? That is the thing I want to talk about now. So what influenced me to start this podcast? When did I make the decision to be a podcast host? I will tell you the story. It started, first of all, by reading books. And there was this specific book called The Jewish Phenomenon. It's a book, I don't remember the, the author, but the principle about it was, it was trying to talk about the fact that the majority or the biggest number of rich people in the US, like really rich, like the millionaire and stuff, have Jewish origin. And they used to bring the story that, you know, why are the Jews controlling the majority of the wealth in the country? But this author went to study their lifestyle and get to a, got to a point to explain why with the lifestyle and the culture and the way they do their thing, it's translate in that fact of being wealthy. And one fact they said is that the majority of uh, the Jews will either go for for career that of course will translate itself in you making a certain level of income. But the thing that they used to do also was to develop some skills that will of course help you on your path to building your wealth. And the very key skill they talked about was public speaking. Now, we have a conception, and this we discussed it with uh, the public speaker we had online, the last, uh, uh, that was Paul Kavuma, who is uh, the East African champion of uh, public speaking uh, in 2020, where we discussed the fact that 
people look at public speaking as something that is only directed to people who are in political career and things related to that and not consider that everyone in every in every profession that you're doing or industry that you're in need to develop their public speaking skill because what I'm doing now is public speaking I'm giving a speech that will be listened by more than one person and even if it's one person it's already a form of public speaking so it is in your interest to build those skills and be able to communicate effectively in order to attain certain goal you can't say that you will start a career and you cannot even be able to communicate your ideas and all so by reading that book they told me you if you want to build your public speaking skills you can join clubs and there are public speaking club that you can join that will help you in that and one of the clubs they recommended was the toastmaster club now i went online because i was so interested uh, you know i got hyped i went online and i uh, googled toastmaster club in kampala because i live in kampala in uganda and when i searched i saw that there is a club just near my place of work I said okay this is time for me to join and just go and see what they do. The first time I went I walked into that club I was mesmerized. I could not explain how people could have the ability to communicate in such a effortless manner and in a way that is very eloquent that I just got in love with this club. And Paul Kavuma my guest was the kind of mc of that day and the guy was just going about the event it felt like being in this fancy meeting of well uh, skilled people who are eloquent and uh, looking good and everything i said this is the place i need to be that's where i made the decision of being a toastmaster but that was the best decision i made i think for the last i don't know how many years of my life because it started a path of self discovery self development and all those uh, component from joining toastmaster i got to a point where i was like okay maybe i need to read more so i started reading more uh, self development books and i started also to look for stories because when you join a uh, toastmaster they tell you to give uh, your very first speech that is a nice breaker and in the icebreaker you are meant to talk about yourself but that fact of talking about yourself and introducing yourself to the public allows you to have a moment of introspection where you will do a research and try to understand really what moves you when you wake up or what really gets you interested or what is your passion and that is when i discovered that i used to have this love for story so in my search of story i looked for african story and story related to my country i remember when i traveled to drc in 2000 i should be 2017 i went to the local library and i looked for story that are really related to the pre colonial time you know before even we get to know about you know the belgian congo and everything what was congo so when i was looking for that i saw that the majority of books that were in that library were written by you know uh european and uh 
people from uh, the US and stuff like that, it wasn't a problem because their story were well researched. There is one book that I actually read that I need to remember the title, but it was well researched because the author went and interviewed locals and had translators so you could get story from the perspective of the locals. But the point is, I was asking myself, how come there is no book telling the Congolese story Paya Congolese, you know, because we all have two sides of the story. My side will practically not translate the way you will see to another person because something that you look at as a victory as me, if the other person was the loser, you will look at it in another approach. So I said, why do Congolese or African not want to tell their story? Because from the time it will be told by another perspective, we will have fact by one side, uh, fact that are more on one perspective. And believe me, however much they want to portray the real fact, it cannot translate the real fact because it doesn't show your perspective. So in that approach, I said, what will I do to fill this gap as me? Rather than being here complaining, what can I do about it? And that was the same time when I got introduced to podcasts. I used to listen uh, to podcasts by uh, uh, Tim Ferriss, you know, the, the Tim Ferriss show, which is uh, something that really influenced me, or the podcast uh, by uh, Addicted to Success. This is, uh, I need to remember the name, uh, Joel Brown and all that. And Plenty of podcasts. I, I really got introduced to podcasts. I used to love it. And I was like, how come there's no African podcast? Okay, and the few podcasts that we have are mainly not that, you know, related to our culture. Because the majority of podcasts that we have, like in Uganda, the most listened podcast is uh, the podcast by the church Watoto, which is good, but we are underutilizing this media. And I said, why can't I be the one who will start another podcast? So that's how I made my decision to start a podcast. But why is it now a podcast that is related to African story and African success story? That is, of course, the influence by the Tim Ferriss show where he hosts different uh, uh, successful people in different industries to share their idea and get other people inspired. So I said, yeah, I know a lot of people. In my club, there's plenty of people whose story are so interesting that uh, other people will relate. And I always knew that uh, everyone has a story to tell. But that was before I got to go to a talk by one of the hosts, one of the guests on uh, this podcast called Nandi Kegode from Kenya, who shared a story that caught me really interested, that, got, that, that actually impacted me that I said, why is this story only staying here? She has a lot to share. So why don't I host her? And that's when the adventure started. But all this happened in such a long moment that I will get to it. So that is how I decided to start podcast. What is the goal? What do I want to achieve by doing this podcast? Because it doesn't help to do something if it doesn't have an impact to a goal. So the very first goal I want to achieve is... I want to allow African, and I focus to African because this is my niche. I want to allow Africans to be inspired 
particular story they can relate to in their environment. Why that? Now, we have the Tim Ferriss show. Very good show. Plenty of uh, guests who have story that you love and everything. But I feel that we have also a different environment. Because let's say, we talk about someone who has a startup in the US and uh, how he went to the level of being uh, uh, getting investor on board and uh, going uh, public and uh, uh, raising more uh, you know, investor and uh, being a multi-billion uh, company. It happens a lot in the US. But believe me, that same setup can hardly happen in Africa. Why? Because we have a different economy, we have a different approach, and we have different challenges. Now, much as that story will help, it will not be applicable to another guy who has a startup in Africa and want to take the same path. Yeah, they need to realize, for a beginning, you need to rely to your own money and maybe family money. And maybe when you'll go to your family, they will laugh at you because it's something that doesn't work. If you cannot go today, and say, I will be a stand-up comedian and I will start a show, and your family look at you and be like, okay, go ahead. We had a stand-up comedian on the show, AK Dance. And he will tell you that, you know, people will not look at his um, a profession as a, a profession that can, can be looked at a serious profession because they will be like, you just want to be a joke. We had uh, the basketball player, uh, Gidu Romar, who is from my same country. I mean, the same country as I. And he tells you that the very big challenge he got was from his family because his family was telling him, you cannot waste your time thinking that you'll be a professional basketball basketball player. You're wasting your time. And this is what got him in trouble with his family. But he went for his dream. So you, know, you see, those two setups are different. Now, you cannot inspire an African with a story that is out of the context, especially our youth. So my very first purpose is that if today I'm telling a story or I'm giving a speech, much as I would love to quote, oh, much as I would love to quote uh, George Washington uh, or uh, uh, who, uh, Barack Obama, yes, I can quote Barack Obama, but I want to get a, an example that really out of uh, our context. Rather than quoting, let's say, uh, Zig Ziglar, why don't I quote Jesse Anibiona, who is a public speaker in Uganda, who gives you story and who will give you quotes that are more relatable? Why can't I quote, of course, we quote Nelson Mandela because he has been all global. Why can't I quote Beverly Nambozo or our poet in Uganda? Why can't I quote those and relate to that because they are more relatable? So I want us to use our own story and develop it. Because this is a way of changing the African mindset. And the reason that I went for this podcast is that I believe that Africa is full, full actually. There's plenty of talent that if you just give the minimum push can just change things. But we keep relying to the fact that we think we don't have everything that we have. And most especially knowing that we need to keep relying on the government. It has showed us all around Africa, very few governments support the youth program. So how long are we going to be doing this, waiting for government and complaining about government and everything? Why don't we be proactive and doing it our own way? So that was my main initiative, inspiring African youth to rely on ourselves and using story we can relate to.
Secondly, my second target was to show people in the surrounding, my fellow friends and all that, that we can start creating our own content, building and telling our own stories, not waiting for people from out of the, 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 the society or the continent to come tell our own story. It's like, okay, today I want uh, to write my book, but I call someone else to look at me and write a book about me. A lot of people will do that, but it won't reflect my thought, my perspective and everything unless I tell them to do it that way. So why don't I sit and write my own story or tell my own story and use any form of media to do that? So that's it. And that's how I've been trying to encourage every uh, friend that I have, especially in my public speaking club, to build their own content and I can give the support. I've been trying to inf- uh, encourage people to start their own podcast. And just by starting the, this podcast, I discovered that there's already a platform like that, African podcast that are hosted in Kenya, and they are trying to have more African-based podcast growing. And that's one of the targets for the second season. So those are the two objectives. Going forward, for everything we do, and especially on Hustle Behind the Glory, there's always hard work that happens in the background. There's always those moments that get you down, that you feel that you should just quit. One of them was this 10th episode. I was meant to record it a week ago, but I just got to a level where I was like, no, I don't feel like recording. I'm really tired and all that. But here we are. Consistency is what keeps us moving. Now, what are the challenge? The very first challenge that faced that I faced was how to host a podcast. Now, I did a lot of research. I did a lot of uh, Google research and everything. And luckily for me, I got this consultant who is based uh, in Houston in the US, Ray. Uh, Actually, Ray, I want to thank you. If you're listening to this, thank you for everything you did. Now, I went to Ray and I told him, look, I want to start this uh, podcast. How can I do it? And uh, he, he gave me a path and everything, and we went through it, you know, starting uh, by the artwork and all those other stages and everything. But, you know, our biggest challenge is uh, being able to keep up with the pace and uh, uh, being committed because I did a lot of procrastination. I remember we had an agreement to start to, to launch it within a month. It took me close to 11 months. We're doing one thing today and everything. So procrastination was the big challenge and I had to keep pushing myself and everything. But it also allowed me to know how to deal with this, know how to commit. And the most important thing is to be accountable because when you build your accountability partner, you are not just relying on your own motivation, but you know that you agreed with this guy to launch at this moment and you did it. From the time I put, uh, I published the very first episode, I was like, I cannot just be here and stop here. Now I rely on fan, uh, on fans uh, out there who are expecting me to follow this up. So that was the first remedy that I got. But the big challenge was the procrastination. The second one was to think that it was all about having the right equipment, the right studio, looking good with all these gadgets and say that I'm a, podca- uh, I'm a po- podcaster rather than the content. 
And believe me, wherever you are, if you're planning to start a podcast, all these other things are secondary. The very first thing that you need is your content. If you have your content today and you know what you want to talk about, what the format of your podcast and everything in the background, the rest about the equipment, even your phone can work for that. Even your phone can do that. So that was the big challenge. I spent a lot of time. I think also at a certain level, it was more of an excuse for me to keep procrastinating. <laughs> and I was like, no, 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 I still don't have the studio, so I cannot start this thing. Oh, no, 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 I don't have a recorder. I order a recorder. Oh, but at the end of the day, it was all about the content. So that was the, th- the second challenge. The third one, and I think it was the most important one, was the fear, the fear of public speaking and actually the fear of the microphone. Today I can be free and talk on microphone and all that. But if you listen to my very first episode, actually the trailer, I, I think I listened to it like for less than two minutes. And the very first thing that I did not appreciate was my own, the sound of my own voice. Now, you've been used to know how you sound. By the time you record yourself and play it for yourself, and you listen to the other person in the machine, you'll understand that it sounds totally different from what you know. And that was really challenging for for me. But I told myself from the moment I'll be more comfortable with how I sound, I believe I will have just made a big step in this adventure. So I kept getting used to it and it comes with habit like every other thing. You do it first time, you will uh, trip the second time, you'll get used and after you're like, "Mm, this is normal. So that's how it went. But third thing, the production and the editing of the podcast. At the beginning, I got the microphone, did all the sound, uh, uh, you know, recording and all having echoes, having a bad sound, remote podcast where I had to use Skype and the sound was coming really funny. So that was a big challenge. But the way I went about it is I made use of freelancer and you have very resourceful website like Fiverr where you can just get any type of service for a very minimal amount of money. And I started with the very first uh, product that I got from Fiverr was the voiceover. The voiceover that was done by uh, Easy from Nigeria. And it was done for an amount that I can't even remember. I think it was less than $10 for the intro and another $10 for the outro. But that is the amount of resource you can get from Fiverr. So those today you cannot really complain that you, you don't have this skill and you can't start that. From the voiceover, the editing of my podcast was done by freelancer online. I got a freelancer from the US who was doing the, the post, uh, uh, post-processing of my uh, recording, removing the arms, removing the noise, and uh, having the sound more balanced and everything. And plenty of other freelancers that I really thank if they're listening to this, everyone who worked on this much as it was paid, I really appreciate it because you really helped me a lot. Third thing was securing guests for the podcast. 
It's really a huge challenge to get to convince people to get on the podcast. But the main thing is, it means a lot if you want this particular person to be on your podcast and they agree and say yes. Once that happens, you are like, thank you. The majority of people that are asked to, uh, to be our guest on the podcast most actually i think 90% said yes and they were excited and they were friendly and we had great conversation so i believe i didn't really do bad in that and it was something that i really appreciate all the guests that were on hustle behind the glory i thank you and there's no way i can thank you the most because you provided the content you were friendly and you got online not all guests that I wanted, of, of course, wanted to be on the podcast. As I said, 90% said yes, but others, of course, said yes, but the terms were quite different. But still, I want to thank them, and I believe one day we'll get uh, to work together and we can share all the inspiration and everything. But apart from that, I keep pushing, and I thank all the guests who did that. But that was a big challenge because at the beginning, I was really scared. I was like, how do I ask the person to get on the podcast? What will they think? What I think it was it as a joke or will they have the time and everything? But I believe that at a, at a certain time, if you don't ask, you won't get anything and you need to be ready to live with rejection. That is actually the very first source of fear as for us human because we keep having this question and thought like, what happened if they say yeah, no? What if they're not interested? Can I deal with them saying no? But I, I know cannot kill you for God's sake. You'll, the worst case you can receive is someone to tell you, no, I don't want to be on your podcast. But at least you tried and you won't die and you'll move forward. And next time you'll know how to organize it better. So that was, those were actually the challenges that I dealt with. Others I can't remember. But I believe going through this challenge helped me to grow because the Ralph you had last time were still was still frightened to go through this is totally gone. I am better than I was yesterday and six months ago. I love that. Sacrifices. In Hustle Behind the Glory, these are the key thing that we look at. What is the sacrifice that I made? Or what are the sacrifices that I made? The very first sacrifice was time. Now, if you have to build content, of course, it goes with time. And this can take not less than two hours. Before, actually, it used to take me four hours and days and all that because I had no, uh, I was not well equipped with uh, uh, equipment that were making life easy for me. Remember, I told you that you can use your phone to get started and everything, but you also need to understand that the amount, the, the quality of the equipment that you put in will make your life easy. It's like today, if you want, you can uh, cut a tree with a, you know, uh, how do you call this uh, thing? Oh, English. Uh, anyway, uh, you, cut, you, you can use different trees, uh, different tools to cut down a tree, but you have other tools that will take you two less than uh, it's five minutes and you have others that will take you a full day and a lot of energy. That's the same thing with podcast. If you have the right equipment, because now I acquired the Rodecaster Pro and this, I need to really thank Rode. This is not a paid advert. It is just feedback. 
Rode and their Rodecaster Pro just made life easy for me. Something that was taking me days to do and the amount of people and the resources and all that. Today I do it in few days with a couple of, actually few minutes, with a couple of uh, touch on the button or, 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 or on the Rodecaster. I get all my podcast edited and ready to be published after I finish recording. So that's how it goes. But it used to take me time. And the thing that I sacrificed, I sacrificed the most was my time and my weekend. Before Saturday and Sunday were my time to relax. But now, Saturday morning, 6 a.m., I have a guest to interview. And what I always tell my guest is that 6 and 7 a.m. are the best time to have a conversation. Because first of all, you wake up with a fresh mind. So you are even ready for this day and it's a Saturday. Your mood is different and all that. So most of my interviews are always scheduled within that time. And those were the things that I sacrificed. Because rather than taking the long morning nap on the weekend, I gave that away. But I didn't feel it much because I was doing something that I was loving. So it was more of an adventure for me. Second thing was to understand that my life is not mine anymore. Mine, my own. It was now public. So I never used to have an Instagram account. But I was like, if I want to have people know about what I published, then the Instagram account has to be there. Of course, I keep more of my privacy and I'm not still good at handling the account. But I got blessed by a beautiful wife who's doing that for me. She's actually my Instagram manager. I need to think how I will handle this. I don't want her to ask me to be paying her for it. But she's doing a great job and I love it. So... The life was not mine anymore and I had to get a Facebook account. And you need to realize that anything that you publish today can be used against you tomorrow. So you need to keep very cautious about what you're doing. So for someone who loves his privacy, who loves to be in the background, I realized that, hey, you're creating public content. So <laughs> no more privacy for you uh, to a certain level, of course. So. Those were my sacrifices. But the third one, the more important one, was money. Now, when you need to get the equipment, you need to realize that podcasting equipment, if you need a great sound like what we're having now, you need a great microphone. And a good microphone goes for very good money that I would have used for other things. The Roadcaster Pro I talked about comes also with a budget. Setting up uh, the studio. Of course, now I know that I would have done without it, but I still don't regret it because I love my working space. I love my studio. It gives him, it gives me also that energy and everything. So the sacrifice that I made was that money because I would have used that money to do other things and everything. And But I don't think it is worth what I'm doing now. So that's it in summary, in challenge and sacrifice. Going forward... I always ask my guest, who are the mentors, the people who supported you in this journey? Because you cannot do things yourself. However much you're good, you still need people who, or, or, on whose shoulder you'll stand to support you. 
my first mentor in this where actually it was actually my public speaking club because the summer of 2016 could not have done this to be able to give a public speech so my club allowed me to build the confidence to speak and this is a public uh, a, a, a public speech that is given in english you realize that by marx and and even the way i normally speak that english is not my first language but i never thought that i'll be having this kind of podcast in english throughout but to get to a level to build the confidence and i had a lot of friends who gave me feedback sometimes i wanted to change the way i sound and everything and they were like you need to stay original because that's how your people will appreciate your fact and they will appreciate you rather than having a fake accent or thing like that but you come to realize that it's the club and this is why i love toastmaster to all my toastmaster out there you people are just amazing that those were that actually my club was my very first source of mentors secondly of course my wife my wife really helped me mentoring me in being able to accept what i'm doing accept to make mistake and all that because sometimes i just want to have everything perfect but she will give me feedback and she'll be like ah you know you've done great but you know you can improve here the way we call it in toastmaster the sandwich approach she will start by telling you what is good what you need to improve and what is good after so those were the people but my other mentor is of course the one i cannot have this without mentioning Bernard Muindo he's been my my mentor since actually for years now but it's not mentoring particularly in podcasting but in the way of seeing life and always thinking big he's a guy who always think big and was this amount of self confidence that can turn the world so every time i was going through this i was like if million of people are having podcast and none of them is over special than you why can't you do it so the ability to think big not just think local that you just need to stop here thinking up there so today i still believe that this podcast is on the way to be the best and one of the best actually it's not about being the best but one that will bring more value to people who listen to it as it grows so that was my mentor i still have a very long list of mentors who are coming in my fan who are giving me fire my fans who are giving me uh feedback on the quality of the podcast i in the other co-host that i'll have in and all that and i will mention the entire list as we closing but I had a huge source of mentors that really helped me. So that's how it goes. And for mentorship, it goes with what uh, Gudilo Mari, when he was uh, on the podcast, told me, is that if you want to have mentors, if you want to have actually coaches, you need to be in a position where you are ready to 
be told what you're not doing good and ready to be coachable. Actually, that's the word he used. You have to be coachable to have a great coach. And I love the fact that it's brought me to a level of humility where I need to accept that people can critique something with the, the idea of helping you to be better. So thanks to all people who supported and were busy mentoring me. Going forward, the uh, section that I always love about the podcast were about books. And for books, it's of course for the fact that I love reading and all that. But every time I had a guest, I used to be asking them, what is your favorite book? Your, the book that you would recommend to people if there was only one book you could recommend. And I got a lot of feedback, books that I looked for, that I actually saw why people were recommending them. There's plenty of them, and I have now my pack of books from Hustle Behind the Glory. But if me, Ralph Samba, was to recommend a book to the listener of Hustle Behind the Glory, and that relate to our theme of hustling and pushing for that Thing, that dream of yours that you love doing despite all odds it will be the book called the a book called uh, Asla's Bible this one was written by Gaton McKenzie Gaton McKenzie is from South Africa and if you just read about his story you will see why I love this book now he used to be a convict he was arrested and was in prison for how long? I think, oh, 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 I don't remember, but that was quite a long period. But the guy was in prison because he was a robber. I think bank robbery or something like that. When he came out of prison, everyone were about him just being a failure for someone who is an ex-convict. How can he get to a level of being among the respectable people of the society. But he moved around to use his, his experience to be a motivational speaker. And from being a motivational speaker, being a business person, from being a business person, now he's into politics and all that. But the thing that I love about this book is that it is real. Now, the guy doesn't sugarcoat story and uh, tell you, you know, uh, things. He tells you things as they are. And you have some truth about life that are really relatable. The, th the reason why I'm doing, uh, I'm recommending this book, of course, I have to mention it. This is not uh, a commercial advert or there's nothing that came from Gaton to support this and everything. It's just because I love the content of the book. And you have it built as a Bible. So you have content that you can read day by day and all that, that are relatable to an advice that they give you. If you really want a book that will support you in everything that you do, and you'll have this one content you read by day that gives you a lesson to help you go about the challenges of the day and everything, this is the book. It's called A Hustler's Bible, and it's by... Gaton McKenzie. You need to look for this book. He has plenty of other books. I'm still trying to see if I can get access to them because they are from South Africa. This is the good thing also about it is it's an African book. 
we support African content. So the guys from South Africa, I think you can get it. Uh, I think you can get it on Amazon or other online uh, uh, online website. You know, e-commerce website or from South Africa. I've been trying to see if I can get a couple of uh, copies that I can publish on my website for sale or distribution. But this is still a process. But if you happen to get a copy of this, you'll love it. If you're interested to have a copy, write to me or leave me a, a, a note either on my website or on my Instagram, and I can put you on the list of people uh, of orders because I'm planning to get a couple of them. So that was the book that really got me impacted. Another book, if I have to go with two books, I normally don't do it with my guests, is the book by Blondie Baruti. Now, Blondie Baruti is from the 243 DRC. Is is going through a lot. The guy survived war in DRC. He went to be a basketball player. Then he had an injury that had to have him get out of basketball. He became an actor. He featured actually in um, one of the best production from Marvel. I think it's uh, Galaxy, Edge of Galaxy. I forget the, the title. But it was uh, one of uh, the uh, cast. Then after that, he moved now into the tech industry. He actually has an app, social media app called Bperk. If you have not downloaded Bperk, you need to do that because it's a social media app built by an African from DRC and supporting African content. Hey, we need to push Africa. But... The story about the guy is also a Nasla story. It shows you how he was down to a level where he never thought that he could reach to where he is, but he kept focusing, persevering, working hard and everything. So that's a real hustle. It's called The Incredible Journey of Blondie Baruti from, uh, I think, from DRC or from the Congo War to Hollywood, something like that. I'll share the link in my notes. Those are the two books that I'll recommend. Now we've spent, oh, it's already going to the end of the podcast. I didn't see time passing. But we're going now to the end of the podcast. What should we expect from Hustle Behind the Glory after we have finished the first season? What's next? That's the question. And to answer that, there's a lot coming. A lot. Actually, the adventure just got started and I'm loving it. The first thing is that we're going to have a hustle behind the glory season two. That will start in October. We're going to have a break moment for September. The entire period of September. No publishing new episode. It's just time to restructure, re-energize because you need to build rest in whatever you do. And uh, this is time for me to rest because I just need it. From March to now has been a long journey and I'm feeling already depleted. But I need to build more energy. But we're using that moment of re-energizing to restructure. So what I've been doing already end of this August is to reorganize my studio. And it's going to look wow. Because next we're going to have Hustle Behind the Glory Season 2 that will have a YouTube channel where we'll have the video component. So whenever we have a guest or we're online, uh, hopefully by then uh, there will be less restriction on who can visit and everything with the COVID type. 
but we're going to have having guests and we'll have a video section of it so that we can have the YouTube channel with videos and the podcast uh, more with audio. But the interesting part of the about the season two is that we're going to have co-hosts. Now it's not going to be just about Ralph Samba de Morega, but we're going to have co-hosts. I'll announce the name. The thing is that we want to bring more vibe, more energy to the podcast, not just a one-sided energy. Because as I tell you, for every story, you need to have the two side, more than one side uh, perspective. So we're going to have a co-host for that. We'll have the video uh, YouTube and it will be more inspiring. We'll make sure we have more guests that have really interesting story. And remember, for Hustle Behind the Glory is not about you just being on a level where you are over successful and people can point at you and you are a superstar and everything. We want to look at every single hustler on the street, even the one who's still at the level where nothing is happening and is failing and is failing because those are the inspiring moments and those guys have a lot of story to tell. So it will be open to more public. We'll have a channel, a website uh, a side where people can request to be hosted on the podcast. Now we are not limited. You can be anywhere in the world and you can either be hosted remotely or physically. So that's that's going to be uh, the component. But we'll have a very interesting section that will be called the Support My Hustle. Now, everyone or a lot of people are doing their own hustle, but they don't have the ability to get airtime on a radio channel and uh, all other platforms that they can use to push their message through. So what Hustle Behind the Glory will be doing is to provide that channel for people to make use of it and promote their hustle so other people can get to know about it. The thing that I've been trying to do already is to promote other painters. I have a love for paintings and have discovered that there's a lot of guys who have the talent to make you serious painting and everything. So I want to be able to promote it and allow them to get to more people can use their services and they can also make a good living from their talent. The other thing is that we have um, music uh, uh, people, people who produce their music, but they cannot get gigs. So the ba- the, ba- the basic fact about the support Mahasu section of every podcast would be to allow people to advertise or to push their hustle out there to get more people. And all this will be done free. Remember, we're just making sure we unlock your potential. So this is how it's going to be happening. Support my hustle moment. The second thing that will be done as the new thing will be a French version of this podcast. I'm from a French-speaking country. My first language was is French and I'm more fluent in French. So I want us to make use of that. And I realized when I was talking to other podcasters in the region that there's very less penetration of podcasting in French-speaking country. And the ones who do that is maybe because they're really more on the diaspora and the diaspora, I mean, really out of Africa. So I want to be able to build more content that are in French to allow to cover the French section of uh, the continent. So we'll have a French podcast i'm still not fixed on how to call it if it will be still hustle behind the glory but why call it hustle behind the glory when it's in french so well detail about that will come and then the most important thing is that it's going to be linked up with an online radio 
I just want to give you the name. The name of the radio will be EVI Radio. EV stands for Evolution Internet Radio. So this, I will do it with my partner, Maklina Fimani. And the point with this is that it's not going to be a radio where you just have to be playing music and every type of music and everything, but we want to build each other. So the point that we want to do is that it's going to be a motivational radio. Just imagine you're starting your day and you have to, we want to have some motivational content that will push you. You can, of course, get it from YouTube and do that, but you want to be on that place where it will be all random and you wake up and you have this message that allows you to even feel more energized when you felt that everything was going astray. So that was, that's what's going to happen, radio with more motivational content. But the thing also will be to promote other content from friends and people who are in the same industry. I had the ability to have poets online, to have a comedian online, to have public speakers online and everything. So how about having all these guys enjoying the radio to push their content, to engage more with their audience and everything? So those are the three things to expect. The season, season two of Also Behind the Glory, HBTG, uh, the French podcast, and the EVI radio. So those are the three things that we expect. Yeah, we're ending this podcast. We are getting to the end of it. I want to get to the moment that I used to love the most, and I used to call it the Mabanga moment mabanga that is a slang in in lingala that mean uh, shout outs and at this section is where you mention people that you really want to thank for what you've done and what they've done for you and starting with that my first libanga goes to the almighty my god the one who has given me the opportunity to do this, given me strength, kept blessing me day in, day out. I thank you for this and remember this is to push your work. So that's my first Libanga. The second Libanga goes to my beautiful wife, my first supporter. She actually supports everything that I do even when it's useless. Yeah, so I love you, Christelle, and I thank you for everything you've done to support this. And of course, remember, you're my IG instagram account manager so i cannot mess up with this thank you for that the next one is going to of course my mom hey please believe me it's not on how the order of the mention goes uh, it doesn't mean how much or little or more i appreciate so it only means that I'm mentioning everyone who comes to my mind because I want that. So my mom, my mom for, uh, you know, giving me birth and being the one who supported me from day in and day out and she's still supporting me. So I love you, mom. Going next, I want to thank all my Toastmaster Club members, everyone who have been with me on this journey of public speaking. I want to mention a lot of them. I want to mention, mention um, Connie. My mentor, I want to mention Hope, my second mentor. I want to mention Beverly Nambozo, the Queen Warrior. I want to mention Jesse Anibiona, oh, the public speaker. I, I love what you're doing. Paul Ekudu, who has been giving me feedback on this thing, telling me how to go about it, how we think we should approach it and everything. I thank you, Paul. Liz, 
Liz, you know yourself, I cannot be in this thing without mentioning you. And I know you're going to bring that podcast. Yeah, I'm going to be your accountability partner. Who else? I want to mention my president of the Bukoto Toastmaster Club. Who else? Viola Nachigwe. I want to mention plenty of others. Our champion, Paul Kavuma. Every other person. Prima. Prima who is doing also other uh, content on the YouTube uh, channel. Uh, we step up. Uh, Prima, I thank you for that. And of course, my past president, Wilson Aswimwe. You're always there supporting everyone. So all my Toastmasters in Uganda, Bukoto and other clubs, East Africa, my Kenyan podcast, uh, I mean, my Kenyan Toastmaster uh, club friends and everything. All of you, you guys are doing a great work. You're building leaders and we love you. Keep pushing it. Next, who else I want to support? Oh, my dear good friend, Rita. Rita in South Africa, I thank you for what you, you, you're doing and uh, supporting and all that. We'll keep pushing this thing. I want to mention my best friend. Yes, the one and only. Armel Ondongi, Muzewa Kipara. Yes, Armel Ondongi. We've been through a lot uh, um, together. And I know uh, what you're pushing is going to happen and we're going to have you on the podcast. Thank you for that. But I cannot be in this thing without thanking who oh, thanking my kashosis the kashosis my friends and my fans in uh, the us who have been supporting pushing and uh giving good feedback for the podcast i want to mention one kashosi uh chani kashosi dani kashosi and of course israel kashosi and the master kashosi in bukavo want to thank you guys but I cannot go in this thing without thanking all the guests who've been on the platform, who've supported. And we have Tony Macrindis, the DJ who keep us uh, entertained. He's going to actually be on our uh, radio and entertaining us more. We're going to be having, uh, I I'm want to thank Nandi Kegode, Nandi Kegode from Kenya, who's been our guest and who really gave us a lot of serious advices on making sure you understand why you came on this world and if you're really working on your purpose with emotional intelligence capability and a great story. Nandi, we're together. And that book has to come out. We'll work on it. Julie, Julie Olum, our travel blogger, our content creator, the great YouTuber, and of course, the lover of the African culture, we love you and we're supporting you. So, Julie, we're together. I want to thank Gidil Omari, the making believe player, the guy who went for his basketball dream and is just keep killing those little hoop and the dunks and stuff. Gidil Omari, we're still together and we're going to push this thing further. I want to thank, of course, Doreen Bayingana, our author and a great writer from tropical fish and she has more coming out doreen we thank you want to thank who else aka dance my comedian my brother from south sudan who was our guest and is still taking over the international stage with his incredible sense of humor and his friendly nature uh aka dance the world cannot handle what you have as talent I want to thank Beverly Nambozo. Oh, the powerful, electrifying, and 
energetic queen warrior, the poet who just keep killing us with rhymes and stories. Beverly, the world cannot handle. You have just got started. International multi-billionaire speaker. That's your dream and you'll make it happen. I know that. And who else? Paul Kavuma, our public speaker champion. We thank you, Paul, for being with us. And we know that that international stage, yes, international champion of public speaking, you will take it. Timothy, now this is the builder of public, the builder of comedian. He's a comedian himself, but he gives all his energy to build other people. Now, this is what we called a mentor and a coach. He gives his time to make other people be great. And we hosted him. Timothy, we're still together, brother. So, oh my guest, I thank you for what you did. But we're not stopping there. I'm thanking my siblings who supported me. I thank my brother, Cool B, from Goma, or the Ramazani. But I cannot stop without thanking Mer Solution. Oh, the CEO of Safir Event. She's been doing great thing and she's my second mom. And I love her. Thank you for what you've been doing and the support and everything we're together. I also want to thank my other friend, Ruth. You are there. You're listening to me. Thank you for what you've supported us with and we're still together. I want to thank every other person. If I didn't mention you, it's the Mambangan time, but we're together. And the second season is going to be even more electrifying. How to reach out. Now, if you want to reach out to Hustle Behind the Glory, if you have feedback, we always welcome feedback. Positive, negative, we'll listen to it and we'll make sure we work on it. So you can reach me out on my website, ralphsamba.com. That is R-A-L-P-H. S-A-M-B-A, ralphsamba.com. The notes, you will see more details. You can reach me on my email, samori25 at gmail. Samori is S-A-M-O-R-I 25 at gmail.com. Or on my Instagram, ralphdemorega. You will get the note. Or my Twitter handle with the same name, ralphdemorega. Until then, it's been a pleasure to have you all. Thank you for being with us on Hustle Behind the Glory and see you in the next season. Otherwise, great things are going to happen. I do have a crazy vision for this Africa and believe me, we have to start telling our story from our own perspective. Thank you for all. If you love this podcast, subscribe, go on our page, leave comment and leave a review. It's been a pleasure to be with you. This was Hustle Behind the Glory. Until then, stay safe. Ciao. You love this episode of the Hustle Behind Glory podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or Google Play. And don't forget to join us next week for another episode. You can also like our page on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter at The Morega. Thank you.